Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 129, and today we'll be talking about Tiger Philanthropist. I'm GC13. And I'm Sophia. We've had this episode, like we've known about it for a very long time now. Like it was yes. it was released in that huge episode titles release for I don't know how long, but it felt it feels like almost a year. I've seen people saying it was a year and a half ago. I haven't yeah. gone back to check when I made the big post. I do know that when I spotted the uh, episode thing, I was going to make a post about it, but I think it was Mr. Burnett uh, said that they were leaks, and so I'm like, okay, I'll sit back for a day or two. I sat back for a day or two. They were still there, except a couple episodes had been taken off the list, and I think Tiger Philanthropist was one of the ones that was removed from the list, but I posted the rest of the list. It feels weird that, like, Tiger Philanthropist was an episode that they were really concerned about leaking. <laughs> like, this was just, I mean, this is about as filler as Steven Universe gets. That doesn't necessarily mean it was a bad or useless episode, but, like, this episode had no, nothing in there that was really going to ruin anyone's experience if it was spoiled. So, Oh, yeah, this is, this is completely not story arc related. In fact, the only, it kind of recognizes the completion of a character arc in both Amethyst and Steven. You, you know, that, that yeah. thing that kind of came to a head in Steven versus Amethyst. Mm-hmm. But it itself doesn't really move anything forward. They could have just not bothered with this episode. Yeah, this ep- yeah, it, like it could have been placed anywhere in the show, but like obviously there was it was made a little bit more sense at this point. No, no, it it has to take place after Earthlings. Yeah, but honestly, it it, it could have been like anywhere after Earthlings, and it would have been fine. Like it could have been five episodes ago before the bomb, and we wouldn't have yeah. Cared. Yeah. Um, but it was, though, a very cute episode, and I did enjoy it. It's probably not going to be one of those episodes that I'm going to, like, hold in my heart forever, but it was oh, very yeah. sweet, and I did appreciate what they were doing. Tiger Philanthropist was no Tiger Millionaire, but taken on its own terms, it was a very, very fun wrestling episode. And so I'm, I'm at least happy about that. It was a fun Steven Universe episode, but I feel like... We kind of haven't been getting a lot of, like, it's all been very plot-heavy, very character-heavy, and we've gotten one that's just, you know, that's fun. Oh, man, there have been some people who have been so upset about the non-story arc episodes lately, and I'm like, man, you guys never would have lasted during season one. (laughs) Yeah, season one, they were giving you that stuff at a snail's pace. Like, you'd be lucky if you got a good story episode out of every ten episodes. There, there was just, like, nothing there. It was about as slow burn as slow burn got. I mean, the story arc isn't stopping, so you can guys at least enjoy it while we stop and smell, or, you know, pause and smell the roses, I should say. <laughs> yeah, this may be a, a calm before the storm situation, so. Well, I don't know, Sophia. It's not like the diamonds want to come to Earth and kidnap <laughs> humans to put in some kind of zoo or something. What's, what's the title of the next episode after this? A Room for Ruby. Okay, yeah, so we're going to go right freaking back to the plot episodes and going down certain storylines. Uh, we can't be sure that involves the t- Ruby team, although... I think it did. I think I did read an article about it involving the Ruby yes, team. Yes, I, I, saw, I saw that article too, but we haven't got the official episode description yet. So we can assume it involves them, but we can't be 100%. Yeah, I know. Although I'm, I'm figuring it does. Yeah, I, I want to go into, like, speculation for this episode, but we are going to see it in less than a week, and, like, I imagine people don't want it super spoiled, so 
Um, well, that's good because we don't we don't know too much for sure right now. Anyway, so. yeah, where we where I have but, more to talk about about an episode that hasn't aired yet. But back to Tiger Philanthropist. Yeah. Um, this episode felt really compressed at the beginning. Don't you think? I don't know. Like every so often when I'm watching an episode, there there will be a beginning that's like, wait a minute, is this a dream sequence? Everything feels subtly off. Like in this case, it was like Amethyst's facial expression. You know, they were conveying how bored she was. Yeah, but I and think they like, could have done that more. They could have done it more, essentially. They could have made Amethyst's um, boredom and disinterest in everything be even more, like, obvious. You know, kind of what I'm wishing is that they had broken Tiger Philanthropist up into two parts. You know, the big part would be most of what we got. And hat move, you know, Amethyst being bored with wrestling and breaking up the tag team. Move that as kind of the end of another episode that kind of focuses on just how content Amethyst is with herself at this point. So they could have explored that angle fully in one episode, broken up the tag team, and then had a couple more minutes to... Kind kind of flesh out, get the pacing a little bit better on Tiger P. Yeah, yeah, I do feel like the pacing in this episode was a little bit weird. I wish they could have spent a little bit more time, um, like explaining Amethyst's reasons for quitting wrestling. Although this episode was mostly about Steven, I think. Yeah, and Lars, who, oh man, this is like the second episode where I felt like they were speaking directly to the fandom. <laughs> yeah, and with Lars, it's like. I can just imagine the ship from season two of Rick and Morty, you know, pointing at Lars and saying, you know, that's you. That's what you sound like. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very, very meta. Lars said that Tiger Philanthropist was the sequel that nobody asked for. But I get the feeling that the Tiger Philanthropist is the sequel that everyone wanted, except for the writers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really do, just from the way they're having... Laura's talk, I, I'm almost getting the impression that they made this episode under duress. Like, did they take the episode title down because they didn't want to make it, but people latched onto the title so much they figured they had to give us something? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I wish I wish we could have gotten a little bit more about the creation of this episode and what it meant for the um for the crew universe, because like the kind of meaning that they're trying to convey in this episode isn't really that clear. Yeah, the, the meta aspects of this episode make me really curious for a behind-the-scenes peek that I'm, I'm usually not clamoring for. Mm-hmm. And um, I think just, like, my favorite thing, probably, like, my favorite thing Lars will ever say is um, after Steven screaming, like, what do you want? And then, like... I knew that's what you'd be saying. Uh-huh, what do you want? Me! Like, from me! And he's screeching it. And then Lars is like, I don't know. I don't even know what I want for breakfast half the time. I'm a, I'm a complex individual teenage boy. Now get out of here and stop taking such a personal interest in my happiness and well-being. <laughs> uh. And I found that really funny. Like Lars is yeah, conveyed as this kind of person where he wants his, he wants everything to cater to him, but yet he doesn't want the process of it catering to him to happen. And he doesn't want to have to like say it. He's kind of going with a bit of a Steve Jobs thing here, where, you know, people don't know what they want until you give it to them. This is, this is, well, it's not just Steve Jobs, it's why people don't like focus groups that much. Hmm. I mean, focus groups are very popular, but people say, yeah, this is why focus groups don't work as well as people think they do. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think, hmm. 
Uh, you just want to talk about fun little observations. I like at the beginning you have most of the most of the audience of to the match is their their mouths are moving and they're fully animated. Then you have the guy dressed up like the old farmer, the don't you dare hurt those men, you monsters guy from Tiger Millionaire, with just his mouth open and he's just static in the background the whole way through. When everyone else is like, you know, surprised, he's still got that same expression on his face because you know, kind of works. Yeah, I didn't pay that much attention into the background audience, which I kind of wish that I did now. But um, yeah, they have a lot of the recurring characters, like the people who liked wrestling in Tiger Millionaire are the people who like the wrestling now. So yeah, you know, I gotta be honest, I was surprised that it was revealed that Purple Puba and Tiger Millionaire kept coming out week after week after week. I kind of thought that that was just a one and done thing they did. Yeah, I wish they had um gone into it more about them doing wrestling again. Like Yeah, like again, I keep calling. We need a we need a spin-off series for Beach City Underground Wrestling. <laughs> I mean, cuz I don't know, I just kind of figured that this episode would be, you know, them returning to the ring one more time, you know, not them cutting off a long-running association with it. Yeah, that that's that's interesting. I don't I it, it's hard to decipher what exactly has been going on. There's also I'm looking at a picture of the the background art audience, which I think everyone should do because it's there's a lot to see here. First of all, you have that one guy who was in um, Last One Out of Beach City who was singing along with the lyrics. <laughs> yes, I saw him. I, I I see him in every every crowd shot he's in now. I love him. <laughs> and then you have um, lady with glasses on her phone, trying trying desperately to talk to someone amongst the screaming crowd. Just text, honey. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, an old guy, a mustachioed old guy. There's the guy you were talking about before. Hmm. Hmm. I, I I did think it was pretty funny. The the one of the new contenders comes out with Tiger Millionaire's briefcase, and you know Lars calls him a ripoff too. Well, Lars calls their whole sh- rich guy shtick a ripoff, <laughs> but I was specifically thinking about that briefcase. The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, the 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 furry coating is going very deep here which i think is cute i did i did like um the one bit where the one guy who's a jellyfish and then you have um smiley wasp a sea wasp and smiley looking on his phone i don't know how how does smiley know that he was a sea wasp How, how, how does he know his name they probably like write themselves down on the. Yeah, it's it's almost like this wasn't a surprise intro at all i mean it's like who's playing purple puma's music (laughs) <laughs> it's possible that um i mean you're not vegeta you can't just say play my music and then they play it it's possible that the the sea wasp popped up once before and smiley looked it up in between <laughs> then and now I, mean, I don't know i got the impression that he had never seen that guy before he's got a new friend well i also um i appreciated the the good looking gang yes i'm so glad it was them who won if anyone deserved the tag team belt it was them Yes, I liked how they were just, you know, like, pretty men. Pretty buff. <laughs> I just, I don't know, just, they really appealed to me as a group. Man, Concrete Heat was, like, animated very expressive this episode. You never really got to see him in Tiger Millionaire because he was back behind the ropes. But, like, he looks, doesn't he look like such a heel when he's when he's in the ring? Yeah, they had some pretty detailed animation at certain points in this episode which i think was just great so you said this was um closing off of an arc like 
Well, it, it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't close Amethyst's arc itself. It recognizes that it has closed. Hmm. I just. I wish we could have gotten more because Amethyst and Steven's arcs is probably one of, if not absolutely, my favorite character arcs in this show. Just Amethyst's personal development and how she learns to be okay with herself and Steven kind of relating to her and both of them finding that sort of bond in their insecurities. Like, I felt like that arc definitely deserved something more than just um, a fun wrestle episode. So, I don't know. Like, I really hope those two get more bonding moments and the relationship does fundamentally change in the show. I mean, they have smoky courts now, so you, you would expect a tighter bond. Hmm. I mean, I, again, I think I think Lars really was all of us at the end there. It was just getting good. <laughs> Even I was like, come on, tag Lars in, tag Lars in. Yeah, it's interesting. Both L- Ronaldo and Lars play um, roles as being the meta aspect of the show. I mean, how great would that have been if, like, Lars had gotten tagged in and, like, just had thrown himself against all five of the people trying to beat on Tiger and Puma. Lars wouldn't have gotten snapped like a twig. Lars Lars would have fought with the power of ten complicated individual teenage boys. <laughs> yeah. Like, at the very least, they would have had to admire his heart as they kind of held it in their hand. Yeah, I absolutely love that um, Stephen has truly developed his gem powers and is now strong enough to single-handedly take on fully grown men. And I just love that. Yeah. Dashing Dave and Handsome Hank wouldn't have stood a chance against him if he had actually been trying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People noticed that they did another, hey, that mic is expensive joke. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's, you know, a universal sentiment. Don't they make microphones now that are more um, resilient to being dropped? I mean, I'm, I'm sure they would. I mean, it'd be a good thing to invest in if you were, say, running an underground wrestling circuit or anything like that. Hmm. I'm kind of surprised that nobody reacted to Purple Puma's voice, but I guess everyone except Lars kind of understands what's going on. Wait, what are you talking about? You know, Purple Puma has is a male character, but has an obviously feminine voice. Uh, you know, nobody, re- not even Lars reacted to it. Well, I mean, Amethyst's taking on that male wrestler role. I think it was addressed in the Guide to the Crystal Gem books. Or no, it wasn't that. It was, um, I think it was just, it was Crewniverse acknowledged that gems can take on the forms of male characters and thus would take on the male pronouns if they so wished, so. Yeah, I know, but I'm I'm saying that nobody's like, hey, Purple Puma really sounds like a chick. She had like three lines, dude. And her, and Amethyst's voice is pretty characteristically, um, raspy. I don't know, she was she was throwing in a lot more depth when she showed up at the end there, but when she walked out on wrestling, she was pretty high-pitched. Hmm. Like, if she had been talking like the, you, I won't let you give away our memories, you know, I, I would give him that, but... <laughs> I, I did like the, I did, I did like the way she was selling that. Yeah, the, it was, it was adorable, kind of like a similar end to the original Tiger Millionaire, with the gems <laughs> overacting. Yeah. So that, that 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 makes you wonder, is at some point Beach City Underground Wrestling going to be taken over by a new hostile champion and the notorious order of wrestling haters has to get called in to save wrestling? Like, 
Tiger Millionaire could be their manager. I'm just saying. He he has experience. You gotta talk to an experienced wrestler if you wanna make it in a business that you used to work to destroy. I'm I'm just saying. You're saying you want more underground Beach City wrestling plots. I want an entire spin-off series about it. I am willing to <laughs> settle for one more episode. But I want an entire spin-off series. You said you wanted a whole season on Homeworld. Yes. I want an entire Steven Universe Empire. Just we we could rename it the Steven Universe Network or just Steven Network. It's shorter. See, like, I totally would support because I understand, you know, a lot of show creators are reluctant to stretch their show on forever because of popularity. Like, there's plenty of shows out there that just went on forever and ever and ever and never got to end. So, like, if Steven Universe could be wrapped up nice and cutely and coincisely, that would be great. But I would also appreciate some, like, side things. If it was in a book, or if it was in a comic, or if it was just, like, an over-the-garden-wall-style animation shorts that were, like, on the Cartoon Network website. Make a 20-episode series about, you know, some awesome story arc from Beach City Underground Wrestling. That would that would go a long way. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, like, how, ma- how many of those uh, Steven Universe comics are out? Because I think there was... Yeah, they had eight issues of the original ongoing. They had the Big Donut special and the Greg Universe special. Greg Universe came out first. The Big Donut was relatively recently. And we're on the first issue of the new ongoing. Yeah, I really need to catch up. Which one was the one? Oh, and there was the the Steven Universe and the Crystal Gems miniseries that ran for four issues. Is that the one that had, like, the glass gem? Where the gems went camping? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of catching up I need to do on those comics, but, you know, I lack money and time. There's also the graphic novel uh, where Steven goes to school. Has that been released? Yeah, that's been out for a while. Ooh, okay. Hmm, 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 hmm. So, I mean, we're getting there. We're getting there on the Steven Universe Empire. We just, we just need to, it's just a work in progress. Yeah, is it going to be, you know, 20 years from now when they're going to make a new reboot of Steven Universe movies and they have to decide what's canon and what's not a la <laughs> Star Wars style. Yes. Well, hopefully Disney doesn't buy it. I mean... <laughs> yeah, not Disney. I'm saying sell it to sell it to WB and I'm thinking that because they're the ones who are doing the uh, crossover movies with the WWE right now. Well, Warner Brothers owns Cartoon Network. No, that's Turner. Now, I don't know if... I don't know who owns Turner, but... Okay, yeah, because it all kind of goes up to these big mega corporations. Like, they have their own little side things. Disney is one, and then Warner Brothers is another. Well, because think about it, Warner Brothers is Looney Tunes, right? Okay, let's see here. Um, So Cartoon Network is owned by Turner, who is owned by Time Warner. Time Warner Cable owns Warner Brothers. Okay, so they have the same parent company. Yeah. So... Technically, they wouldn't have to strike up a big business deal to get those copyrights. And technically, Time Warner is the owner of Time Warner Cable. Different company. All I'm saying is... What were we saying? What was our original point? Someone at Time Warner needs to make the Tiger Millionaire WWE crossover happen because it would be so cool. I want a really horribly acted... Like, like you know the fairly odd parents live-action movie with Drake Bell. I want that, but with just the wrestling people, like, real-life wrestling (laughs) champions. Okay, that would work. That would work. 
I mean, like, they've shown that wrestlers, you know, can do acting as well. Like, the new Surf's Up movies has a lot of wrestling actors yeah. in it. I mean, they have they have an entire company dedicated to getting, uh, making movies for their wrestlers to appear in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And hey, man, like, Rock the Dwayne Johnson is a- Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I know. It was a joke. Rock the Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne the Pebble Johnson would make an excellent crystal gem for a non-canon spin-off series. <laughs> he could play Tiger Millionaire. <laughs> He's like ripped and seven feet tall. <sighs> but, you know, coming coming back to Tiger Philanthropist, uh, again, I, it's not the great episode the Tiger Millionaire was, but it was it was a fun episode. And if anything bothers me about this episode, it's that the writers made it sound like they really didn't want to make this episode, which is very disappointing, if true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, it. An episode feels right when the you can tell that the creators really enjoyed making it and really put their poured their heart into into making the episode. And I felt with this one, it was just sort of just like, eh, we need to fill a slot. Yeah, wrote was a word that I was thinking of when uh, something I could apply to parts of this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we all know the script. Mm. So, I mean, if people if people want to talk about the the show declining, um, again, uh, people people be like, oh, it's not a story arc episode, so the show's terrible now. But you know, I'm I'm more looking at how many of the episodes feel wrote to me. Okay, what was the episode before this? It was um, Rocknaldo. Oh, Rocknaldo. Okay, um, it's been two episodes, guys. <laughs> two episodes of like pseudo filler aren't gonna ruin the show like we just had a big steven bomb like give them a little bit of time to relax and yeah seriously guys just you gotta have faith Mm -hmm. stuff will pick up again rest assured so yeah unlike lars i know what would make me happy with uh with tiger millionaire i didn't get what i want you know I, i always hate to see tiger give up his tag team belt i mean that was tough to watch, but what we got was okay. I I kind of wish they hadn't tried to get Tiger Millionaire out of wrestling. I I think I think a triumphant one-off return would have been better than a oh yeah they've been doing this off stage or off screen for years and now they want out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, th- this episode just like didn't make a whole lot of sense, but mm, I'm not hating. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I, I kind of wish that they had thought well enough of Tiger Millionaire to uh to. Have a little bit of purple puma in another episode so that we have a little bit more time on this one. But hey, we got some good solid wrestling and that was fun to watch. And the good looking gang got the belts. Mm-hmm. That would actually be funny seeing them walking around town, probably with Hawaiian shirts on, I'll bet. Yeah, I want to know. Th- I want to unlock the good looking gang backstory. They make this look good. Mm-hmm. Well, anything else to add? That is all I had to say about Tiger Millionaire. So I guess everybody can listen to us next week. We'll be talking about Room for Ruby, which will air this Friday at 7 o'clock. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm Sophia. Leave us a review on iTunes. Never gets old. Later, kiddos. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.